Hi guys, this is FJ back once again uh, with a short episode of my podcast. So um, today's podcast, uh, you know, we are going to start today's podcast um, talking about something which is not really related to, um, you know, the usual stuff that we we discuss in our podcasts. It is pretty much unrelated to that. But I still thought that it was necessary to talk about this um, because, uh, you know, there there are a lot of people. Uh, who are uh, fussing about this thing and I, and I use the word uh, fussing very um, uh, sarcastically you can say um, so here's the thing uh, you know recently there were uh, multiple incidents uh, there was one incident in uh, Norway um, there was one incident in Sweden and uh, more recently, um, Charlie Hebdo, uh, the French uh, satirical magazine, uh, it published uh, about a dozen um, old cartoons of um, uh, the Islamic prophet. Um, and these these old cartoons they were republished basically. And the point of uh, you know doing that, according to Charlie Hebdo, uh, their stuff was that. Um, uh, they were trying to make a point uh, since uh, you know uh, the trial of the attackers uh, who carried out the Charlie Hebdo attacks um, a few years ago you guys must remember those were really horrible attacks and after that there was a uh, you know there was an outrage across the world that how can uh, you know these Islamists uh, be allowed to uh, do something like this um, in the West so so yeah uh these three separate incidents uh, that uh, recently um took place and uh, um you know we are we are seeing a lot of uh, bullshit uh, coming from uh, you know uh, some parts of the muslim world not all the parts but uh, some parts of the muslim world uh, backward parts like pakistan you know some other countries um and uh, so so these people uh, really uh, want to dictate to the west um, that how the Western uh, world should uh, treat its uh, free speech laws, um, and uh, their argument is that you know there should be no criticism or mockery of Islam or anything related to Islam, um, and uh, Islam should be you know put on the highest pedestal and it should be treated as uh, something that is untouchable. Um, you cannot make fun of anything related to Islam. You cannot criticize anything related to Islam. That would be blasphemous. And, you know, we all know what happens to so-called blasphemers um, in, in Muslim-majority countries. They, 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 they usually get um, death sentence. Um, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, these people from these backward shitholes, they want the West to implement the same barbaric laws the same barbaric blasphemy laws that these people implement in their own countries against each other basically right so so i'm gonna give you um, an example of um, uh, pakistan right pakistan is very um, uh, very well known um, in the whole world when it comes to um, blasphemy law i mean pakistan is probably that one country in the whole muslim world which uh, um 
excessively uses uh, its, its blasphemy law um, and it's not really the Pakistani state which uses the blasphemy law it is really uh, Pakistani public which uses the blasphemy law against uh, other citizens of Pakistan um, so um, there's uh, there's uh, uh, you know there's an account on Twitter uh, uh, you know uh, that is affiliated with memory um, and uh, uh, you know, summary reports the South Asian version of memory. You should go and check out that account, and you should follow that account because that account documents all the um, known blasphemy cases that are filed every single day. Not one day goes by when a blasphemy case is not filed in Pakistan against somebody. So that account is doing a great job, um, and. Uh, there's another guy, uh, you know, a Pakistani Hindu guy who made a um, whole thread uh, on, on recent uh, blasphemy cases that, that are filed in Pakistan. If I'm not wrong, those cases begin from, um, I think, middle of July or late July, maybe. So, um, so, yeah, basically, over 40 blasphemy cases have been filed in Pakistan against uh, various people in the last 30 days or so. And these are just cases which uh, are known cases. I mean, obviously, there must be other cases which are not known, right? Um, and all of most of these cases, actually, um, you know, over 90% of these cases, they've been filed by Muslims against another Muslim, right? Um, Gone are the days when um, Pakistan Islamists used to um, misuse, so-called, you know, misuse this blasphemy law. Um, obviously, I have my own reservations with the, this whole concept of misusing the blasphemy law because the blasphemy law itself is a barbaric law. So, I mean, its very existence is problematic. So, um, but yeah. Um, even if you uh, say uh, that, you know, blasphemy law is misused in Pakistan, as in it is often directed against people who have actually not committed any blasphemy, um, and it is directed against those people for other reasons, right? Um, even then, uh, gone are the days when that used to be, you know, happening uh, quite frequently. Um, or uh, gone are the days when, you know, this blasphemy law used to be directed only against non-Muslim minorities of Pakistan. Now it is basically Muslims versus Muslims, right? Uh, we've got these Deobandis, you know, uh, for those who don't know, Deobandi is, 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 is a sub-sect of Sunni Islam. Um, you've got these, uh, you know, Sunni, you know, Sunnis from, from various Sunni sects going after, uh, you know, Shia Muslims and then Shia Muslims going after Sunni Muslims. I mean, it's, it's basically a blasphemy bonanza in Pakistan. That's, that's what it is. Um, and uh, every other day we hear about, you know, somebody uh, filing a blasphemy case against someone else who, who have allegedly disrespected something related to Islam or someone related to Islam either on Facebook or either on WhatsApp or either in person um, and um, at other times we hear about um, these people who come up and say that they are the prophet and then a blasphemy case is filed against them so so like I said it's basically a blasphemy bonanza in Pakistan like everybody appears to be a blasphemer in some way and you know 
it's not just the islamic prophet anymore um in pakistan basically you can be accused of blasphemy for saying very casual stuff i mean this is why um now there's uh, you know there's uh, uh there's this uh, thinking in pakistan among many people that you should not uh, you know discuss or debate religion with anyone right and i i personally think that this is very damaging for any country for any society to have this kind of fear that you cannot discuss or debate religion with anyone because you have this fear that anything you might say would be uh, you know taken as an offense by the other person and that person will then go on to file a police uh, case against you um based on pakistan's barbaric um blasphemy law right so so what what this law is doing obviously is doing a lot of other stuff as well but one of the things that it is doing is that it is killing the discussion it is killing debate of any kind now people are scared of just like debating the very basic stuff about islam like very basic stuff um and uh, also i want to point out that in the last um, you know few days there have been um you know there have been several trends um on on pakistani twitter um against um you know against uh, basically sectarian trends right um there 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 have been trends uh, by sunnis against shiites right um uh, and specifically against uh, some shia personalities that sunnis are accusing of uh, committing blasphemy um and on the other hand we have these uh, shia people who are um defending um you know these personalities and who are basically um some of them they are going after some sunnis you know for saying stuff that is considered blasphemous among shias basically it's a madhouse that's what it is right everyone is going after everyone else's throat right this is this is a slaughterhouse that pakistan has created within its own borders uh, pakistani citizens are now bloodthirsty for you know for each other basically they're going after each other's uh, necks and they're just uh, you know they're going crazy over it and like i said gone are the days when only non muslim minorities used to be targeted by this law it's now it's mostly muslims versus muslims right so you know considering all of this um it's very rich you know it's 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 laughable i mean it's, it's so absurd to see pakistani government you know um which which somehow has this audacity to to give a statement and not just one statement but multiple statements um against uh, these incidents in the west right first of all pakistan has absolutely nothing to do with these incidents right um if something happens in norway or sweden or or france pakistan has absolutely nothing to do with it that's that's number 1 number 2 pakistan is the last country that should be lecturing any other country on freedom of speech because you know freedom of speech in pakistan is such a laughable like nobody even like nobody even understands this concept in pakistan okay um except very few people 
and and those few people are are basically the people who are you know some of the most hated people in Pakistan but other than them nobody basically even understands what freedom of speech means and you know what in Pakistan it's not just religion i mean forget religion you can't even have a debate about religion you know um you'll always have this fear that you're going to either get killed you're either, you know get called a blasphemer or something like that you wouldn't want to debate religion even even within your own family by the way um that's that's the level of uh, fear that exists in pakistan you know uh but forget religion uh you know when you talk about freedom of speech um there's no freedom of speech even other than religion you know you've got these journalists basically being called traitors you've you've got these um you know these uh, these activists and these these other you know people who who dare to to say stuff basically which is not um approved or which is not liked very much by uh, pakistani nationalists or pakistani islamists and um these people you know sometimes they 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 get kidnapped i mean most recently there was a journalist called matiullah jan he got um, uh, picked up by pakistani security agencies from the the heart of pakistan's capital islamabad and this this was this was a this was one of the top journalists this was not just any journalist right this was one of the top journalists in pakistan a very well connected person okay but he got kidnapped in daylight in broad daylight okay so i mean that's the level of freedom of speech in pakistan uh pakistanis cannot speak their mind there's there's an atmosphere of fear in pakistan and i've got so many pakistanis you know who come up to me and say that you know um and some of them are actually journalists you know they they come up to me and they say that you know what we are so sick and tired of it uh because we cannot work honestly um in pakistan we we cannot be honest to our own profession in pakistan because if we are then we are putting ourselves at risk we are putting our families at risk right i mean that's the that's the level of fear that's that's what i'm trying to uh, convey to you guys here so when you know something happens in norway or or you know sweden or france and you know you you see these statements from pakistani government you know lecturing these countries and saying that you know you shouldn't be doing this and this is against uh, freedom of speech and this is not what freedom of speech is well hello nobody is going to take lessons on freedom of speech from a country like pakistan like out of all the countries pakistan should be the last country uh lecturing another country on freedom of speech okay sit down children freedom of speech is something that you don't even understand okay so stop lecturing other people stop lecturing other nations look freedom of speech as practiced in the west is a very different concept pakistanis simply you know they fail to understand how this works they think that freedom of speech is is you know something that can be um you know put to a halt whenever they want no that's not how it works okay that's not how how freedom of speech works maybe it works that way in pakistan but it does not work that way anywhere else in the west right so look here's a, here's a deal many uh pakistanis who obviously um have no idea uh, you know about the, the very basics 
of, of concepts like freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom from religion, freedom to criticize religion, freedom to mock religion, um, freedom to discuss and debate about religion. All these concepts are basically foreign concepts for Pakistanis, okay? Or um, I, I'm just uh, mentioning Pakistanis here because I have um, more, um, you know, um, experience with Pakistani people when it comes to this stuff. But obviously, this can be applied on, on many other people from, from other nationalities as well, right? Um, like I said, especially these countries from third world, um, where Muslims simply do not understand the, the Western concept of freedom of speech, right? So let me explain to you guys that, look, um, many, many Muslims, uh, you know, uh, bring up this, uh, this thing about anti-Semitism. And they say that, you know what, if, if you are not going to tolerate anti-Semitism, then why do you tolerate, um, uh, you know, um, criticism or mockery of Islam or anything related to Islam? Look, the answer to that is basically, first, you have to understand that there is a difference between criticism or mockery of a religion, which is basically an idea. There's a difference between that and hating a people, a segment of people, a group of people, hating on them, engaging in bigotry against them. That's... A different thing so blasphemy so-called blasphemy is um, is basically criticism or mockery of religion while anti-semitism is hatred of Jewish people so these are not the same things like you, you cannot possibly compare both these things right it would be more accurate to compare anti-semitism with anti-muslim hatred right anti-muslim hatred that is directed obviously against muslims that's what we call anti-muslim hatred um, criticism of islam or mockery of islam is not necessarily hatred of muslims right so uh, so there is no comparison between anti-semitism and uh, uh, you know um Criticism or mockery of religion, which is called blasphemy. The other thing is that uh, people are not um, getting um, jailed or you know getting sentenced to death for engaging in anti-Semitism. Sure, Germany has uh, you know laws against anti-Semitism. That's that's one thing because Germany has a history as well. You have to see that thing in, in its uh, context, you know. Germany has a history of its own and that is why it has those laws. I personally do not agree with those laws. I don't think that anybody who engages in anti-Semitism should be jailed. I don't think so. Yes, there should be, um, you know, repercussions for that. There should be some consequences for that. Maybe, um, you know... Um, I mean, they should be fired from their job, for starters, um, and uh, they should be probably designated um, as, 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 you know, as a hateful person um, by, uh, you know, uh, you know, by by an NGO or, or by, by, by something like that. But I don't think that the state should uh, intervene in such a scenario. I, I just don't agree with the, the intervention by the state.
Okay, that's just my personal thing. I, I just don't agree with that. Um, and same goes for Holocaust denial. Um, I, I obviously condemn that. But again, if somebody is engaging in Holocaust denial, I personally don't think that they should be jailed, right? Uh, that's just me. So, um, so like I said, um, for example, if you look at America, if you look at uh, the, you know several uh, other uh, Western countries, uh, you will see that you know people engaging in anti-Semitism or even Holocaust denial—they're not being jailed, you know. But in Muslim-majority countries, people are not just being jailed, you know, for so-called blasphemy. They're actually being killed. They're they're often being killed before the due process. I mean, most recently we saw this incident in Pakistan's uh, Peshawar city where, um, you know, uh, an American citizen was shot dead um, inside a coach room, okay? that did This happened inside a coach room. <laughs> and uh, the murderer was later being uh, embraced and celebrated by, you know, by a large portion of the public in Pakistan. So, again... Um, this is this is there there is no comparison you know but here's the thing the only reason that these comparisons are made is because there is very little understanding um you know in the third world about how um western freedom of uh, speech works um and uh, you know this is why i also say to my western friends especially those in the government um, diplomats, people who work in the, you know, um, in the embassies and for the immigration department, I say to them that, look, sure, you know, you want to you wanna import uh, people from the third world uh, as immigrants or, you know, um, um, as, as, as migrants or as refugees, whatever. You want to do that? Sure, do that. But at least have some kind of system so that these people who are coming from these backward countries where there is no concept of democracy, where there is no concept of human rights, where there is no concept of freedom of religion, where there is no concept of freedom of expression or freedom of press, you should at least do, I don't know, just do something that would make sure that these people do not become a problem when they come over to the West, okay? Because these people are coming from these backward countries, okay? And all these democratic concepts, you know, that are found in the West, they, these concepts are foreign to these people. And so that is why we, we are seeing uh, these visuals from, from Sweden, from Norway. Um, and I'm sure we are going to see this, you know, the same uh, visuals from, from France uh, in, in, in the next uh, a few days that uh, you know you, you you have these uh, these um, islamists basically i'm not going to call them muslims these are islamists right anybody who believes that um, blasphemy should be criminalized and uh, so called blasphemers should be punished possibly with with a death sentence he or she is an islamist okay so these islamists basically um they are engaging in rioting, they are, they are destroying public property, they are attacking police. So you are seeing these images because, you know, these people still find uh, these concepts, you know, in the West very foreign. So sure, you know, encourage immigration, you know, take in refugees, do whatever the hell you want to do. But just know that if you are not going to make sure 
that these people are um, you know these people that you are checking in um, they will uh, you know they will be um, easily um, adjusting in their uh, new homes you know the the society that they're going to be a part of in the west if you cannot make sure that one thing then um, you are what what you are essentially doing is you're destroying western society because when you have these people you know um, engaging in violence um, or uh, you know or some far-right idiot who may have burned uh, a copy of Quran or drawn uh, you know uh, cartoons of the Islamic prophet just over that these people are going to engage in violence then you know the the other communities you know the, the non-muslim communities there will be a reaction from them and this is why we have seen this rise of far right in the west um, because while immigration could be a very good thing diversity could be a very good thing the problem is that the way these western countries the way they handled um, this whole immigration thing the way it was handled um, it was a disaster right it was a disaster and uh, now west is basically hosting these people um, who are anti-west uh, who are anti-democracy who are anti-freedom of speech um, and uh, who have uh, you know who who still hold these troubling backward ideas um which obviously is, is i'm not even saying that it is their fault you know because these people have lived you know grown with these ideas from from the countries that they're coming from and you know like if, if somebody is coming from pakistan if somebody's uh, migrating from pakistan to let's say um, belgium or uh, let's say australia that person has spent all their life uh, you know in, in in a country like pakistan where there is no concept of freedom of speech where uh, the blasphemy law is used uh, every day against uh, you know uh, other people uh, to, to silence other people um, and uh, people are often killed in the street uh, over blasphemy so these people have grown up with, with with this whole thing and when they come over to the west they bring the same thing you know um, with them to the west and they they think that uh, west will be um, uh, the same way you know the life in the west will be uh, basically the same way where you could just like uh, kill somebody you know over or or um, their comments which you might find offensive so so again uh, the disaster that you know that that we are seeing in the west um is just because uh you know uh, these western governments western officials especially immigration um officials and the policies they 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 implemented in the last 10 years or so um they have basically um created these uh, cracks uh, you know in the uh, western society and uh, now you have people who want to save the western society um, these are basically natives mostly natives um, who want to really save the western society and uh, so you are seeing this rise in the far right and on the other hand you're seeing this uh, rise of islamism uh, among muslims 
and that is also happening because um, you have imported all these people um, who still see uh, you know Western system as uh, some kind of foreign system they just don't agree with that uh, system at all and um, so so yeah I mean this is this is a disaster you know so but anyway uh, the point is that um, countries like Pakistan Turkey these countries should be the last countries lecturing other countries on freedom of speech um, these countries obviously are, are, are very backward uh, societies and uh, you know especially when it comes to freedom of speech and uh, um, I mean Turkey is a lot better than Pakistan let's face it you know Turkey is, is still a lot better than Pakistan um, but still you know you have Pakistan you have India you have Bangladesh you have Afghanistan I mean these backward countries you have some African countries obviously I mean all these backward countries um, these countries uh, you know they should be the last countries lecturing other countries on freedom of speech so um, yeah that's uh, that's something that I just wanted to say uh, in today's podcast anyway guys um, we are just going to discuss one more thing um, Israel and Hamas has uh, they, you know they both have uh, reached a deal and uh, um, that obviously happened with the help uh, you know with the help of Qatris the Qatri envoy um, he played a very critical role um, you know in this uh, whole thing uh, but the good news is that both uh, parties have reached a deal and um, Hamas says that it is giving Israel one month's time to, you know, uh, uh, implement uh, its, its uh, promises, right? And uh, Hamas has also threatened that if, if that does not happen within one month, then um, Hamas uh, will continue to um, exercise um, pressure, you know, uh, on Israel. So, and obviously by pressure, Hamas means that it will start, uh, once again, start uh, acts of terrorism against Israel, which includes uh, firing rockets indiscriminately uh, into Israeli cities, um, uh, launching IED balloons, which again are, are um, you know, uh, coming into Israel and uh, landing uh, indiscriminately into Israeli um, population so so yeah that's uh, that's you know that's basically what what has happened and um, let's see if, uh, if if this deal that has been reached with the help of Qatris if these this deal actually holds or not um, and um, let's see uh, where this goes I for one you know I, I, I don't think that this deal will actually hold to be honest um, but uh, let's let's be optimistic about it for once let's be optimistic about it and uh, let's see where this goes one other thing uh, Jared Kushner uh, he has been um, you know since that whole uh, UA trip was uh, over uh, it got concluded um, Jared Kushner has been um, you know on a trip which was obviously uh, a pre-scheduled trip he visited Bahrain, where he met the Bahrain's, uh, the kingdom of Bahrain's king, and uh, he has now visited the uh, kingdom of Saudi Arabia, where he has met um, Prince Ambius. Um, and this this is very important, you know. These these visits uh, they are actually very important. Um, um, some people think that uh, Kushner is trying to exert pressure on, on these Arab states, uh, uh, pressure to basically, you know, uh, 
say that it's time to recognize Israel. It's time to uh, come forward with your, uh, you know, with your relationship uh, that already exists, uh, by the way. Uh, so, um, but you know, I, I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. And uh, I think that we should not just assume that these visits are just about. Uh, normalizing relationship uh, with with Israel, uh, I think there's uh, there's uh, you know there's a few uh, more elements to it as well. Um, of course, I mean this 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 must be one of the things uh, that you know they must have discussed, but uh, it's probably not the only thing. And uh, there's a lot more going on than what meets the eye. So uh, yeah, I mean let's let's not assume uh, you know uh, things. And uh, but like I said these uh, trips of Kushner they are actually very important and um, they uh, they are very important for the region they are very important for uh, America they're very important for um, these Arab states um, and for regional security and obviously you know uh, you have these bad actors like Iran um, they're obviously not happy I mean Khamenei he you know he gave um, this whole speech today and um, he was just crying on and on on and on about you know this UAE and Israel deal uh, he just wouldn't stop um, and um, he said some funny stuff too by the way he always says funny stuff that's one thing I like about him he always gives some entertainment uh, you know uh, material to us in his speeches I mean that's that's for sure and same goes for Hassan Nasrallah by the way as well um, the chief of Hezbollah uh, uh, he also provides a lot of uh, entertainment stuff you know um, in almost every speech of his so anyway if, if you guys want to check out Khamenei's speech you can you know find that uh, on uh, Iranian state television uh, their websites or just ask me for it DM me I'll send you the link <clears throat> but um, overall very interesting speech right um, it, it gives you the idea that how desperate Iran is and how bad you know Iranian mullahs are feeling um, you know seeing uh, this happening uh, in the region um, and finding themselves isolated um, so yeah, basically uh, they are obviously they they are not happy about it, and they are they are calling uh, UAE traders. They are they are saying that UAE has backstabbed Palestinians and so on. But the the fact is that UAE has single-handedly forget about all other uh, all other Arab countries. Forget about them. Just talk about UAE. UAE itself it has single-handedly done so much, so much, so much more for Palestinians than Iran has uh, or Iran ever could so obviously it's, it's a load of crap to say that UAE has backstabbed Palestinians or you know UAE has forgotten about Palestinians it's, it's a load of crap um, and um, to, to, to you know to, to make sure that that point reaches home um, just yesterday um, Emirati leader um, he gave a statement and he said that you know we have not abandoned Palestinians our position on us you know the state uh, the future state of Palestine remains the same and uh, we are going to stick to it and I think that's a very good thing you know this is how it should be done and I think Muslim, other Muslim countries they should take a hint from this because you have these other Muslim countries like Pakistan um, they have uh, allowed uh, Palestinians um, you know uh, to hold their foreign policy hostage 
um, or let's say they have allowed uh, Islamists to, to hold their foreign policy hostage, you know. And I think that that should not be happening. Look, sure, you want to support Palestinians, go and support them. You want to support them a lot, support them a lot, okay. But you don't have to boycott Israel to do that. You can have a good relationship, you know. You can have a good working relationship with Israel. At the same time, you can support Palestinians. You can do both of those things at the same time. You know, um, you don't. Uh, you know, you don't have to be anti-Israel just to be pro-Palestinian. That's that's something that many people don't seem to understand. Um, but anyway, it's a good thing that Amirati leadership understands this, um, and um, this 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 same understanding is also, by the way, shared uh, by other um, Arab leaders in the Middle East. Uh, so anyway, guys, um, let's see how uh, you know uh, how this all uh, you know uh, ends up. Uh, you know, in this uh, by the end of this week. Uh, we are going to have a lot more to discuss about this, um, you know, especially Kushner's trip to Bahrain to, to uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, but um, until then, this is me. Um, I think this is it for today. This is me signing out. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.